You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I am your host, Jeremiah Morrill. And as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis, on my left. Over here. And a returning co-host on my right, Mr. Chase Payton. What up? Everybody. Our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We have promised that our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, and political experts, and folks that we just find interesting. Yeah, Our, we have sports in this one, and we, you did it to me again to where you made me research <laughs> sports. You're welcome. Even though you know that I hate it. Well, but, life's about compromise, my friend. Yeah, I, I had to learn who John Fox was. It's the playoffs. Yeah, that makes no difference to me. <laughs> it's okay. We'll let you go to sleep for this part, and, I do, I do and, think and it's Chase kinda, and I will talk about it. I, I will say that I do think it's kind of cool uh, that the Buffalo Bills are actually in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time since 1999. Do you know what happened in that game? No, I have no idea. But I just think it's pretty neat that they made it there. First time in 19 years. Uh yeah, they were uh, they played in Nashville, Tennessee in 1999 and the uh do you remember what happened? Do you, do you know what this one is? The, I, uh, the Music City Miracle? I was like 4. I I've heard stories. Oh my god, I was in high school. So the uh, the Bills uh had been a dynasty and this was like the end of their time and they went they were on the road, they went to the Titans and they had they had the lead or they were tied, and Frank Wycheck, the tight end on special teams, threw a, a ball. This is right at the beginning of instant replay, or maybe it didn't exist mm-hmm. yet. Threw it all the way across the field on a kick return. Okay, so he has the ball, throws it across the field, and it either went forward just slightly, or as it was ruled on the field, it was a, it was a true lateral, and they ran it back for a touchdown, and the Titans won the game. They advanced there, and they made the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams. Didn't they... Uh... Didn't they go to like four Super Bowls in a row and lose all of them? They did. They did go to four, and they were they should have won. Uh, poor Donnie is freaking out already, <laughs> uh, but they uh, they should have won the first one. Mm-hmm. Their kicker Scott Norwood missed the first one, and they lost to the Giants, and then they lost to the Redskins, and then they lost to the Cowboys, and then they lost to the Cowboys again. So basically, the NFC East had their number. Yeah, Are you holding in okay, Dakota? No, I think I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm trying to conduct a business over here. You're you're over here selling. Uh, you're you're getting involved. Cade Coger's wife is uh, is started some sort of a a pyramid scheme with Spark, and Dakota is egging it on, trying to get free samples. Oh no, I, I actually love this stuff. I I was telling you guys before we started the show that I used to go to the gym with a guy that would give me free samples all the time. Yeah, and then he switched gyms. He left gyms. I I still yeah. think you would have done better if you had uh, simply gone ahead and. Joined uh, joined the gym he went to. So now, I'm just Ryan. excited now. Like this can't wait because I'm excited because I finally have a connection again. There you go. So tonight's show we're going to cover uh, a number of different topics. We're going to talk a little bit about our trip to Chicago. Dakota and I went with our with our ladies. Yeah, we had uh, a we had a huge we had 
A huge meeting. A how, huge meeting. How was the Trump Tower? Well, we're going to get there. Okay. All right. I, want, I want to give Sorry. people a clue as to what they're going to be in for, because sometimes people just are here on blind faith, and I want to, okay. I want to give them a little preview, and we're going to get into it. All right. But we did visit Trump Tower. Uh, so that we went to Chicago, and you went to Chicago, too. We're going to talk about that okay. uh, separately, and then we're going to get into the playoffs a little bit, because, uh, you know, it, 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 the Bills only make the playoffs. You, you were four years old last time they made yeah. it, so we're going to cover, about, cover that. And then we're going to talk about the Indiana GOP. They, uh, we had yep. Senator Kreider on last week, uh, and we're going to talk about what the GOP uh, Senate has rolled in. The Democrats don't even have to show up. There's so many people in the in the Senate. There's 50 people, and about 35 of them are, are Republicans. So the Democrats, whether they show up or not, they don't have to be there to conduct business. And then we're going to talk about the state of the state. Governor Holcomb gave a gave an address on Tuesday talking about that, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But those are the main topics we're going to try to cover. Absolutely. So Dakota. We what? uh we what? got to drive up to Chicago on Friday. We well, took a vacation you, well, day. You drove up to Chicago on Friday. Ro- I didn't do any, up. I didn't do any driving myself. No. But yes, yeah. we went up to Chicago on Friday. And uh, it was the lovely and Audrey Joe. We Joe. made great time. We did make incredible time. We made great time on the nation's best. The very best. The very best highways. Did you uh did you guys make it past the wind farms okay? Uh, well, I, we had to pull over. I started uh having a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, we stopped at a gas station, and uh, I tried to drink some water. The groundwater was poisoned. <laughs> I saw dead livestock everywhere, like three dead bald eagles. All, uh, all of the property was for sale. We, the values had dropped yeah, too much. While we were driving down the road, there were large sheets of ice that were being flung off of the blades, <laughs> and we had to dodge them. It was like playing Frogger. I thought one of them was burning. It was just like yep. it flamed out, and it was just a torch. A it was horrible. Of, a beacon <laughs> of sadness for White County, or for whatever the county it is up there. I, they were just so bad. I, I can't even imagine. I understand the fight now. <laughs> Good God. If only we had gifts as a way to express our disappointment. Then maybe we could win people over. Yes. That's why we need gifts we need in gifts. Citizens of Henry County. We have the, the, the Boss Hogger Liberty crew has single-handedly picked up the torch, the torch for freedom. <laughs> And uh, has have, we've nearly gotten ourselves entirely banned out of Citizens of Henry so County I'll, because we want gifts to be be allowed I'll have because to post, they're modern day free speech. I'll have to post the picture to the page, but uh, there was a there was like a post in there by one of the admins that said, you know, follow the rules. It's just that simple. Like it started out, listen up in all caps, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. as is the usual. And uh, I said I was the first person to comment and said uh, the people want gifts. Right, <laughs> and, I, and I equated you to Patrick Henry to give yeah. me liberty, give me gifts, yes. G- give me gifts or give me death, give me gifts or give me death. Dakota Davis said. So then I, uh, real quickly on my phone, photoshopped a a uh, picture of my face onto Patrick Henry's body in front of the uh, legislature. You know, <laughs> whenever he was holding up the newspaper and yelling, "Give me liberty or give me death," and uh, that was it was deleted within very, 40 seconds yeah very promptly deleted jeremiah was convinced that i was going to be banned from the group yep it was going to cost you no but i got a connection with the admins it's okay <laughs> her name is grandma <laughs> yeah you were you were basically were told you used to be such a nice boy yeah that's what she said and uh, i said he spent too much time in Encapistan and here yeah, this she is said what you I get was, now. she said i was very polite but uh yeah well you're just a big screw up now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh we went to we went to Chicago to uh, to celebrate the twenty second birthday of young Dakota Davis and the twenty first birthday of Audrey Joe P V Davis and your engagement and my uh, engagement. You know, well, you know, it's not about me, but uh, it was about Sarah. So yeah, so we went to Chicago, did a bunch of bar hopping, had some fun. We uh, it was the coldest weekend. You know, what's better than so Chicago cold. in January? 
wind coming off the lake. The lake was frozen. Yeah. The river yeah, was the frozen. The river was frozen. It was, yeah, crazy. was crazy. I had friends down from Florida that week. They didn't know what to do. Like, they were <laughs> freezing. They didn't dress appropriately. Well, I remember whenever you had lived down there for a while and you would come up here during the winter. And you were always freaking out around Christmas time. Like, it's oh, hard for your body oh, to get used to temperatures like that. Yeah. I can see that because, you know, yesterday it was, it was what, 55 degrees outside? and we it's went 75 to the degrees warmer than normal. Yeah. We yeah. went out to the Elks and it was like, I don't even know what to wear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you wear shorts if you're a true Hoosier. <laughs> yeah. I, I was born in Messina, New York. I, it's like the 45th parallel. It's halfway between the equator and the North Pole. Okay, we're on the same line as Minneapolis and Green Bay up there. Oh, wow. So coming down here and, you know, being here since I was about 10, it's just, uh, you know, it's, this is easy. It's not that bad. I don't suffer through it like everybody else does. You know, 45th parallel, we're half, you know, halfway. <laughs> so we went, to, we went up to Chicago, walked most of the city, uh, and we were, we walked across the bridge. We, we kind of stayed in the, in the loop area, if, you, if people know downtown Chicago. And we were walking to River North, and uh, there's a big iconic building that uh, that has it's a big there's I think there's maybe two of them there that are like a circle and a parking yep. garage on the bottom. It's it's featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and a bunch of other movies. Yeah, that, well, that's the House of Blues is right there. That's yeah. it. The House of Blues is there, and we were like, okay, we got to find somewhere to eat, and we were already cold. We had walked about two blocks. Yeah. And we're like, let's anything in here. Yeah, anything I hadn't in here really, is gonna work. That first night, I hadn't really even prepared for like how cold it was going to be. Yeah, or I think I, I mean, I knew how cold it was gonna yeah. be. I just didn't realize like how bad the wind was, and the it, windy it, city and all. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was like we walked two blocks and it was like, all right, time for the first stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we went in there. It was cool. We uh, they yeah, had, they had the blues awesome. music going, had barbecue. They it had it was a good yeah. time. I had I saw all white waitresses though, and there were like a lot of African themed things on the walls, and I was very Ooh. concerned. So I had to call our token black friend Harry Price and say, "Is this cultural appropriation?" Yeah, we took a lot of pictures and sent them over, going, "Is this okay? Should we be offended? Do we have to leave?" And, <laughs> and he, he said, said we, were, "We were recovered." Yeah, he said we're okay. You so, got the all clear. Yeah, we yeah. got the we got the a okay. So, so uh, after that, we could enjoy our meal. Yeah, yeah, then we were fine. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> man, we ran all over the place. We went to some place called uh, uh, Froggy's Twenty Two or something, yeah, or the Froggy's local Twenty Two. Yeah, um, that, that place is really nice. I saw you guys went to Rebar. Was it like the one in Nashville? So or? that was the thing. Yeah. Is we were like we had looked when we got down there. I opened up Google Maps or whatever and just looked mm-hmm. at restaurants, and I could see near um, near Trump Tower, and it turns out it was the bar in Trump Tower. Yeah, uh, was a place called Rebar. And I'm like, man, we went to Nashville for the bachelor party. And Rebar was grungy. I'm like, yeah. where in the hell is this in this neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And we found out it was the bar that's in Trump Tower. Yeah, it is the official bar. So we were okay. like, we could, like, how are they going to put that in Trump Tower? You know, like mm-hmm. a, a five-star hotel in downtown Chicago. How are you going to put a, a, a grunge metal bar in Trump Tower <laughs> that is literally made out of just raw rebar material? Yeah, and the uh, it turns out... That it's named rebar after the number one material that was used in the construction of Trump Tower, oh. yep. fabricated reinforcing steel, trademarked by us. Uh, <laughs> call if you need rebar, call me. Anyway, so we went to the uh, Trump did, yeah, Trump, yeah. They, I, the company that I worked for, uh, supplied the rebar for that. So we can we can build that thing. We can build anything. Hit me up on the DMs. So the, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, so we we go in and there's a you know Audrey's like oh my god we're underdressed for this thing I'm like they'll take our money it's fine they yeah. seated us how many people do you want what room are you in and Sarah starts rattling off a room number and I, she said they said what's your number and Sarah starts giving a three one seven something I'm like <laughs> I thought she was just making up a number and she's I she was giving her phone her phone number I guess she was trying to pick up the bartender I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it was actually really cool in there. Like they had their own signature cocktails and stuff. Yeah, it was all they, handcrafted. Yeah. Incredible view. The yeah, greatest they, view. They brought you out like uh, popcorn and sriracha almonds. Yep. Um, and I had like a really good gin drink. And he, whenever he brought them out, he like you know he explained everything that was in them. Mine had like a piece of candy that was inside of it. And then at the very end, he took all of our pictures. Yeah, he did. So yeah, we had a, it was a great time there. It was well worth it. It's yeah. you know it, it, probably the swankiest bar I've been to. If it wasn't the bit fanciest, it was right up there. About yeah, twenty bucks was, a cocktail, but uh, and maybe ten or fifteen bucks for a beer. And then and then but Audrey and I, it's not too bad. Audrey and I, the second day went to the Mixology Lounge, and I had watched a documentary a documentary on uh, on <laughs> brisket and Mary Steel. <laughs> but I had watched a documentary on mixologists and like their craft and everything, and I was like, okay, this is going to be really neat. And we went in there, and it was the stupidest thing that I've ever done in my life. Like, it was... <laughs> you can do hoity-toity well and hoity-toity not well. Yeah. And you experience both. Yeah, it was it was the dumbest thing I've ever ever been in. Like, just so stupid. I'm up on the wall in, like, giant three-foot letters with lights behind it. There was a guy walks into a bar, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up being uh, a little over $50. And Audrey and I, I had a gin and tonic, and she had one of their signature cocktails. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. It was, it was, ours was like forty or fifty bucks. Same kind of deal. Sarah had a, a signature drink, and I had a, I had a local raspberry beer or something. It was some Michigan beer. What so, a girl! I like <laughs> I like the fruity stuff, Chase. I'm secure. I'm okay. Actually, Dakota, they they came out with the with the drinks, and I accused Dakota of ordering a girly drink, and that's and they tried to give it to Sarah. And, yeah, I, and and I said, well, that's what you get for ordering a girly drink. And the guy kind of took offense, and, and he, then he just dug right into the everything that was in Dakota's drink, and it was handcrafted and all this amazing yep. stuff. It was a, it had two different kinds of gin in it. One of them was something was infused. The, yeah, one of the gins was aged and infused with uh, coffee beans, and then they put syrup in it. It was all it was so good. It was a candied molasses, and then it had an ice cube that was like yeah, this, it was this like stone big, it was looking like a formed golf thing. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was the greatest. So it sounds delicious. That was rebar. It was. Uh, it's well worth the stop in there if you uh, you know if you go down there to the uh, to the River North or the Loop or whatever. Definitely stop in. And then we went to another. I don't remember the name of the uh, the, the final bar we stopped at. I don't either, but that one was my favorite. Yeah, I, I'd have to go back and if they you uh, that, if you follow myself or Dakota, you'll see. We checked in at all yeah. these places. They had literally like over a hundred beers on tap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they. I walked in there and started looking at the menu. I'm an IPA guy. And I'd read on, like, a, a beer forum about this beer called Hercules, um, and it's, like, a triple IPA. Mm-hmm. And I, we went in there, looked at the menu, and I saw that they had the Hercules. And I was, like, just super pumped from that point on. And they served it in, like, a, a chalice, and it has 10% alcohol. It was intense, but it was incredible. It was so good. It so, was well worth it. So we we went there. The next day, we kind of did our own thing. We went and saw the Bean, and we went and checked out a place called the uh, the Game Room. I the guess it was. Room. Yep, we uh, played ball. Which is cool. Was that had, like? It was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I had a great time. The, the girls weren't. I don't know if they weren't feeling it yet, or if they were just hanging out or doing their own thing. But Dakota and I, we abandoned them. We let, we felt like they would be okay on their own. Yep. And uh, Donnie Moore wants to know if we're done with the bills. We're not done with the bills. We're going to get to it. Just hang with us. <laughs> we're covering the Chicago trip. We do things for content, and damn it, we're going to talk about it, Donnie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to the game room, and it's like the Chicago Athletic Club. It's like a second yeah. or third floor, so you, you kind of don't know where you're going. Yeah, you had the yeah, address, no but you had to like, wander through the building looking for this thing. And it felt like a, a like a student union at a mm-hmm. school. Um, they had a nice, really nice bar, dark oak wood. 
and lots of uh, air hockey, like air tables and uh, shuffleboard or whatever. And they had pool tables and and then they had a bocce ball table. Yeah, uh, and that was really like a bocce ball field, really probably forty yards long or whatever. So Dakota had never played before. I'd have only played like outside the bocce ball yeah. in the yard. I'd never played on an official like scoring table. What or whatever. is bocce ball? You have uh, you have a little small marker ball and you basically, stand on one side of a course. Basically, you throw it's to a, it. a game invented by uh, cavemen. Where one of them would throw a rock, and then the other guys try to throw their rock closer to that rock. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like curling without ice. Okay. Where you're trying to get the closest to it, and you're trying to score. Florida and like on the boat, yeah, yeah. cruises and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So it's it's bocce ball, not shuffleboard, but bocce ball. Okay. So we played that for a while. Uh, I kind of threw the game and let Dakota win at the end. I guess is the best way to put it because there were people waiting for the course, and I just kind of didn't care anymore. I kicked his ass until he learned what he's doing. As soon as he figured out the game, I said, "Well, we're done." You should have played darts with him. Oh man, he's he's bad at darts. He I know. Made, he wanted me to, and I refused. I tried. I tried to get him to play darts at the uh, the local Frog Twenty Two or whatever it was. I he even had a dartboard in my in my house. Yeah, maybe, had, maybe yeah. we'll play after. <laughs> Never know. I only have I only have three darts. So, and then uh, we kind of went our separate ways after that. We had a uh, uh, Sarah and I bought tickets to Second City. Do you know what Second City is? Uh, no. Okay, so Second City is like this club in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, that it's it's like a uh, an improv. So, like, Steve Carell, um, Tina Fey, um, Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert, Chris Farley, Dan Aykroyd, all of these legendary people in comedy. Most of them went up on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all came through this place. So oh, wow. it is unreal. So you, you go, and it's like watching SNL live in front of you, live action. And we bought our tickets. We just bought regular general admission tickets, but we showed up, like, 45 minutes before, so right as the door's opening. I swear to God, Chase, they sat us on the stage. Like That's where my awesome. knees are to where the recorder is, two two feet in front of me, that was the stage. It was unreal. Amazing time. Cool. Yeah. Plus, you never know who you're going to see there. Exactly. And they could be on SNL in five years. Oh, yeah. yeah these, so. these people will have a future. They'll be a big deal. Uh, so it was, it was like two and a half hours. Or just It was great. So I definitely recommend that if anybody goes to Chicago. And we love comedy. Sarah and I love going to comedy stuff anyway. Uh, we kind of met in a comedy club, so it's uh, it's always been a close, cool thing for us. And then the uh, the Davises uh, celebrating their birthdays. You guys went to, uh, y'all yeah, got some Roscoe's went... fried chicken? Yeah, no, not Roscoe's. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. No, different place. We went to a place called Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken. I have never heard about it. Audrey never had. And it's basically like a little hole in the wall in apparently what used to be a horrible side of Chicago. Because, like, our Uber driver, whenever he picked us up from there, was like, do you guys feel safe standing outside? <laughs> we're like, worried about your safety. Yeah, we were like, yeah, why? And he's like, man, back in the 90s, that, you never would have stood outside alone. And I was like, oh. I'm not alone. I brought my wife. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the best meal that we had while we were there. Uh, absolutely. It was two things. The best meal we had while we were in Chicago and the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life. And it was, I mean, wow. it was that good. It was a just flat out amazing. It was called Roscoe's? No, it was called Gus's. Gus's. Roscoe's <laughs> is in, uh, in, in California. Uh, uh, Roscoe's is also in uh, Atlanta. Are they? Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Okay. Yep. There's oh. a horrible commercial for it that you can watch sometime. That's literally the theme song. <laughs> Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that was our trip to Chicago. You recently took one as well. We're going to p- pivot into the NFL a little bit, Chase. You're Christmas here to, Eve. You're here on the sports desk. So you went and watched your Bears. You're a bigger Bears fan. Go Bears. Super Bowl XLI, man. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was you 11. You don't remember the first play? I was just getting into sports. The Devin only Hester. play I remember is the opening kickoff. Yeah. 
Devin Hester ran it back for a touchdown. Bears won. That's how I remember it. That's the way it went down. <laughs> Bears won. Bears won. Yep. That's uh yeah. Your your last Super Bowl trophy was uh two years when I was two years old. Nineteen eighty five. So uh you, you got to go. You saw yeah. your team play. It was in the snow. It was beautiful. In uh, it, it, you're at the, the, the new soldier field where mm-hmm. the spaceship landed on top of Soldier Field. It was absolutely freezing. My little cousin was there and he's like six. Six or seven. So I didn't was know. Is this uh, Mr. Harmon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob's dad. Did, Jacob, did they win? Jacob's dad. Did the Bears win? The Bears won. Thank God. If we would have lost to the Browns, like <laughs> that's just embarrassing. It doesn't get any worse than that. See, so I saw Bears Browns. The Browns. They their coach has won one game in two years. Yes. He's a two and a half percent winning percentage. Hugh Jackson. Mm-hmm. He kept his job, and John Hugh Fox Jackson. got fired. <laughs> I'm Hugh Jackson. Bears have a higher higher standard. So. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah, it was it was freezing. There was snow. Like. Had you planned it all year? Did you like, oh my God, we're going to go see Bears, Browns, or they're going to win, and we're going to make the playoffs? We had it and we're on the way to the Super Bowl. In like the summertime, right before the season started and yeah. everything. And like my my uncle even went and bought the tickets early because he thought it'd be packed. And I was like, it's the Browns. <laughs> like, no one's going to be there. We're going to be able to walk right up to the field. But it was honestly, there was a lot more people there than I thought there would be. Like, especially with how cold it was, the snow, like. You're that, freezing. Have you been to other NFL games? I have. I've seen the Bears play the Colts last year. In Indy? Uh, well, I guess two years ago now. In Indy. Um, that was cool. We lost that game. Barely. Yeah. I was at the uh, the very first game in Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, the Colts hosted the Bears. Mm. And uh, the Bears beat us in that game. That was the uh, a year after we had won the Super Bowl. We beat the Saints in the uh, the game right after we won the Super Bowl. And then the next year we opened up the new stadium. And the Bears beat us at home and ruined the party. Yeah, I've seen him play in Tampa, and that game was just ridiculously hot. See, I, I saw him play like the hottest game of the year and the coldest game of the year. Yeah, so it was it was cool. Yeah, two years ago, cousin Donnie, who's watching us in the uh, live chat, and uh, Brian Morrill and a bunch of the Morrills, we got together. The Colts opened the season in Buffalo, uh, two or three years ago now, I guess, and uh, the Colts got their asses kicked. Uh, opening se- opening day of the year, it was September. And it was raining and cold in Buffalo. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was so happy. We were like, no matter what happens this year, we're going to go see the Colts in Buffalo. Yeah. And they opened up the season in Buffalo. I'm like, that's going to be the best weather ever. We're going to be fine. It's not going to suck. And, uh, yeah, Brian Morrill's letting us know that uh, he did see that game. He was there with us. Um, <laughs> yeah. the uh, It was terrible. It was uh, those Bills fans. They were loud and obnoxious. Oh, I bet. I hear their fans are crazy. They are good. They are really, really good. Dakota, your computer is doing something terrible over here. It wants to update. Every time we do a show, Dakota's laptop yeah. wants to do an update in the middle of the show. I said that on the last episode. We're going to remind me tomorrow. We're going to click that for you. I probably won't get on here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, the Bills won uh, won a spot in the playoffs, the AFC wild card. They were the sixth seed because uh, the Bengals, I guess, Andy Dalton yeah. threw a touchdown How pass at the end of the crazy. game against the Ravens. And they were all watching and everything. It was exciting. Like, I liked seeing it. And I'm not even a Bills fan, but I was pulling yeah. for them. Yeah, and yeah. then the cool thing was, like, all of the Bills fans, they really do have a great fan yeah. base. They gave, like, I don't know, seven point seven dollars or seventeen dollars or whatever. Seventeen dollars because that's how many seasons it had. Oh, been it had been since, seventeen since yeah. they had made the playoffs. So all of them gave seventeen dollars to uh, Andy Dalton's charity, who was the mm-hmm. quarterback for the Bengals. Uh, so they raised like a couple hundred thousand dollars, yeah. uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, and I swear to God, if the Bills had an offense, they would be playing. They would be playing the, uh, I guess the, oh, the Steelers right now. But instead, mm-hmm. the uh, the Jags are going to go to see the Steelers. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, man, it was cool to see the Bills in the playoffs. It least. was. 
So if they can get a quarterback and keep their running back, maybe maybe they'll have a chance in the future. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the the chat here, uh, Donnie Morrill is desperate for Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith to be a quarterback. Tons of draft picks, twenty eighteen to look out. Like there are a lot of quarterbacks coming out this year. Yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks so. coming, and the uh, the New England Patriots. Dakota, are you hanging on? Okay, are you all right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's hurting. His he's he's got this glare in his face of just pain. Have my eyes glossed over? Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. We'll handle this part. I feel like I'm giving you guys the same look as I give people giving presentations at work. <laughs> the men are talking. Just sit there, okay? <laughs> so the Patriots have let, have dominated the AFC East for you know since since Years. Drew Bledsoe was since a man. I can remember. And uh, they're having some, possibly having some strife. There's a huge article that came out in ESPN, and uh, so maybe maybe the bear, the Patriots going to fall apart, and it's going to give the give the opportunity happen. to the to the Bills. I heard that Bill Belichick might go to the Giants. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It'd be it, cool. It could if all it did. fall apart. Bill could go to the Giants. The the other the defense coordinator could take the Cardinals job, and it sounds like the Colts maybe they're looking for new head coach. They're they're, uh, they're going to win like three more Super Bowls at least. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to win Super Bowl at 46. <laughs> what about the hot dog incident? Donnie Morrill's telling me about a hot dog incident, Ooh. and I must have been drunk. I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. I feel like, it says, I feel oh, my like God, it's the best story lie. ever. Jeremiah knows what it is. I don't know. <laughs> he just doesn't want to tell anyone. I really don't know. That's kind of Oh, I do know. Okay. Yeah. My, okay. Brother, uh, my brother gets himself in trouble. Danny, the co-host. I, I don't remember the exact specifics, but there was a lady that came over to us. We were tailgating after the game, and she came over to our tailgate, walked in the middle of it, and demanded a hot dog. And, did you give uh, her one? I think they did give her a raw <laughs> hot dog, but I don't. A now raw, that I look back a raw at hot dog? Is that what you just said? Yeah, Danny, <laughs> let him call in. Your brother with the hot dog. Danny got slapped <laughs> by slapped by a drunk chick. Ooh. He, uh, I think he told her to leave. He did something. He uh, Somehow Danny wasn't a gentleman and upset a drunk girl, <laughs> really? and he got himself slapped over a hot dog. I bet that's not the first time. Nah, I'm just kidding. Danny's a gentleman. She asked where you were from. Yeah, I do not know the specifics of this, Donnie. <sighs> well, we're going to have Danny talk about it the next time he comes on. We're gonna, I mean, we're it sounds like we're going to have to have Donnie come on and talk well, about it. Uh, Donnie, if you come up for the uh, come up for the wedding, Boom. we're going to we're going to record a special face. episode for you. <laughs> oh, that's it. The, the girl asked what, where Danny was from. She said he said Indianapolis, and she slapped him in the face. <laughs> that's the Bills Mafia for you. Interesting. Donnie says he'll be on the show. All right, we've negotiated that. Colts need a new head coach. Yes, they interviewed some dude from Baylor who won one game last year, but he was good at Wake Forest. I don't know anyone who have they interviewed so far. They've interviewed. Uh, Matt Nagy, who said he didn't want the Colts job, and he took the Bears job. because the Colts suck. <laughs> They've interviewed, uh, I think they interviewed, Dakota, your dog is going apeshit in the other room. Uh, let's see. The uh, They've interviewed, I'm trying to remember who else. I think the defense coordinator for the, uh, for the, the. Patriots, maybe? I no, know no, no, been... no, no, no. They've interviewed the offense coordinator for Patriots, McDaniel, okay. who they think is going to be the lead. And then they interviewed the, uh, the defense coordinator for the Seahawks. Who I think was like the guy that put together the Legion of Boom back in the That'd day. That'd be a good one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. The uh, everybody thought it was gonna be uh, the special teams coordinator for the uh, for the the for the Chiefs, but uh, I thought it was gonna be uh, Matt Nagy. Yeah. I, uh, see, I didn't know very much about him. But, I don't know, but he just took over. What I heard yeah. is he just took over the like uh, the last three or four games. Yeah, the last of the few games as offensive coordinator, he took the play calling duties over for uh, for Andy Reid. So there's no telling. It's yeah, uh, it's I all a crapshoot. You never know how anybody's going to do. 
But the important thing is that the Bills did make the playoffs. That's First true. time since 1999, as uh, as I was a pimply freshman in high school or a, a sophomore in high school. I was still pooping myself. Well, probably not. I was four. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't do that again until college. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, basically the playoffs were going to come down to the uh, I guess the the Steelers and Patriots are going to make the AFC Championship I game. I don't think so. I think the Jags are going to pull an upset. You think so? They beat them like thirty something to nine in the season, and the odds of that happening again are are low. Blake Bortles and Leonard Fournette. But I like to think that the Jags can pull it out. You know, I, I've lived on and off in Florida for the last few years. Oh, you got the you got the Florida bias is what's happening well, up, what's up happening? there in your head. No, see, I have a lot of friends who I know aren't big Jags fans are just really big bandwagon fans right like they're all for the jags now never probably watched the game before this season so i I wouldn't mind seeing them lose but i don't know i don't know i'm i'm on the fence i think it could happen i don't know i just don't know if the uh i just don't see jacksonville represent the afc it's weird it is weird to to see jacksonville in the playoffs as as crappy as the uh, the afc south has been to have two of the teams in the final four in the afc is just crazy and then I have no idea. I guess we're going to pull for the Vikings because, uh, you know, I have solidarity with my Vikings family. Nick, uh, you know, cousin Nick or Rick or, or Mick, whatever his name I, is. I'm sure Zach Lee will be happy to hear that. Yeah, and the Vi- Yeah, there's a lot of Vikings fans. Aunt Martha, she's a big Vikings fan. The Vikings uh, are going to blow Gary. it. They're going to they're gonna lose <sighs> this Sunday. They yeah. always blow it. I know. And it's Gary awesome. Anderson. It comes down to a Gary he's Anderson gonna, kick. He's going to he, miss the kick. Hasn't missed a kick all year. 1998 against the Falcons, and he misses the kick. It's going to be, it's like, happened a it's gonna be like an Ace Ventura moment. Yes. So, yeah, there's Mar- Martha Morrill Hebert's in the chat <laughs> talking about her Vikings. All right, so that's uh, that's enough NFL talk. Let's. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Dakota, are you, are you, are you okay? You got a pulse still? Are you I alive? I think so. I don't know. He's barely hanging on to life. Yep. Uh, so the uh, we last week we had a... U- Laces uh, out. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. Lace it out. <laughs> Die, Dan. Oh, man. What was that his real name in that movie? movie? Do you know his, you know his name? That was Finkel, right? Finkel or Ihorn? Finkel or Ihorn? Yeah, yeah Finkel, Finkel is I. Ray Finkel. Finkel. Is Ihorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, oh, who was the dude? The uh, the cop in that movie? He was actually a, a recording artist. I, I sound know. so white right now. He was a recording artist. <laughs> 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 Harry, tell me about him. I, I'm, I'm sure you know. <laughs> I'm sure Harry has something to say. He told us that we were going to have to owe him our know, racism yeah, our, insurance. <laughs> our, our, yeah, it's, it's due at the end of the show. Anyway, that guy is, uh, he's, it's not the thong song, but he had a, he had a big song. Uh, the Wild Thing. He did the Wild Thing. Really? Song. Yeah. The, not the the second one. Not the, not the really. Tone Look. There you go. Yeah. Donnie's got it. It's Tone Look. You know Tone Look? Nope. No idea. I'm so old. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie, for being old with me. We were trying to pivot, and then I drug us down into the yep. uh, the, the the bowels. Of not, and here I That's am okay. sitting here talking about the new agenda that the GOP released. So last week in in the seat chases, in we had uh, Senator Mike Kreider, GOP Correct. senator, senator to the stars. This week we got Chase, who's here. At least he can <laughs> give us good NFL back, background. <laughs> By the way, right now we're going to stop everything. He also sang "Funky Cold Medina." The Trogs did the uh, did the first version of. Uh, I know that one thing. I know that song. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, my, and my dad used to do a cover of it back in the eighties too. We need to send, we haven't need to apologize <laughs> right now to Darren Jacobs. I accidentally sent him oh, a text yeah. message. This is the funniest story on Wednesday yesterday, and and I was doing three things at once. And this is the way life goes. And I am desperately sorry. This is a real public apology because I felt about that tall. I'm looking right into the camera and showing you that I felt like I was half an inch tall. <laughs> 
5 o'clock in the afternoon, I text Darren and I said, hey, what are you doing? I meant to say tomorrow. I said tonight. I made a mistake. Uh, it happened to me. It never happened to you. I made a mistake. I said, what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing. Just sitting at home. All right. Hey, you want to do the podcast? Yeah. I got nothing going on. 7 o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay, perfect. Great. I'll see you then. I sat into the group chat, sent the show notes over. We were great. 6.57, I'm walking into a tasting for the with a caterer in Greenfield. I get a text from Darren. Uh, it was tonight, right? No, man. It's tomorrow. I'm the greatest troll ever, and, then, and it and turns out looked, it was my you fault. You looked through your messages. I scrolled back, and I totally yeah. speech-to-texted and him you, and said and tonight. You, know, you want to know what's so funny about he it? He was at your house. Was, I already knew He was it on at purpose. my house. And I wasn't even here. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt so bad. I couldn't fix it, but I felt yeah. so bad about it. So, Darren, I do apologize. Just, the, because, just because way. he's our token socialist doesn't mean you can treat him like well, that. Well, I really was hoping to have his opinion on some of this stuff because, you know, he, he, I value his opinion. I, I disagree with 80% of it, but I, <laughs> but I do value it. So, anyway, I apologize, Darren. So, now we can really get into the uh, get into the topics here. Uh, so, the Senate announced an agenda, Dakota. And Correct. And you've basically, in our in our show prep here, uh, they have... They have introduced bills, or they have certain senators that have, have carried bills that are going to right. deal and with I these topics that they're concerned about. I mean, I don't know what—I didn't write it down on the show notes or remember which senators are carrying which bills. I just kind of have it— right. So we've got bill numbers here, and yeah. we've got the topic that they deal with. So the, the their Absolutely. agenda, what they rolled out with, was they want to deal with the, uh, the drug em- epidemic— they want to do something with workforce development. They want to do something to fix our schools or to support our schools, which is what they do every year. Yep. Uh, and then they, the one that, these next two are the ones that are libertarian issues that yeah, tweak me a little bit. Ones. Civil asset forfeiture. They want to address that, and they want to do something with Sunday sales. So let's let's right. take them one by one, Dakota. You've, you're going to have the lead here. Yeah. Uh, what is Senate Bill 221 dealing with the drug epidemic? So uh, Senate Bill 221 is mainly dealing with that with the uh, the opioid epidemic. Uh, which is how it's how it's actually labeled in the bill. Um, so we're talking about um, you know heroin, um, uh, prescribed medications, uh, things that we talked about with Mike Kreider on the last show, talking about law enforcement. Um, basically, the the biggest deal with this is in, is increasing funding and trying to get more uh, trying to get more rehabilitation centers set up. Yeah, because that was that was one of the big things is that. Uh, one of the one of the big things with this Senate bill is that um, people just don't think we have enough here in Indiana. This is also addressing um, some of the clean needle exchange programs. Um, so, uh, in the uh, state of the state address, Governor Holcomb addressed the uh, the issue for um, rehabilitation centers and treatment centers. And right now, we only have eighteen in the state, and he wants that he wants that number to increase to twenty seven. And that is that's falling right in line with the uh, Senate Bill two twenty one. Right. Basically, he he said in the state of the state, which we'll get into, basically is you're going to get somebody within an hour's drive. You're going to be within right. an hour's yes. drive anywhere. So yes, that's we'll we'll have achieved the point where uh, going back to my crater, you'll be within an hour's drive anywhere in the state of a rehab center or a state park. Yep. So congratulations, hey, users. Yeah, and he he also wants to, um, or the Senate bill also wants to address the. Uh, the number of clean needle exchange programs. Uh, they want not not necessarily more um, areas, but they want that to be more controlled uh, by local communities. So uh, they uh, they want um, your county officials to be able to make the decision of whether or not we have a clean needle exchange. Yeah, and right now it's state state mandated, or right? State handled. Correct. 
So the uh, which it turned into a huge political football for the vice president because there were some counties in Indiana where they really thought they needed a clean needle exchange, and he was uh, many people, and I probably am one of them, thought he was painfully slow in approving it because it was not something right. that was consistent and with his policies. The whole uh, remember the STD break breakout that happened in Southern Indiana. Yeah, and that was kind of put on Pence's shoulders because of his delay in the clean needle exchange program. He refused to approve it. So one of the things in 221 is this phasing in of the inspect program. Right. Yeah. And, and that I, I heard in the State of the Union as well, yeah. uh, where apparently starting in September, they just had a handful of hospitals. And there's a program where basically, I, I assume the doctor, somehow the doctors are talking to each other or talking to the state and getting approval before they prescribe any sort of an opioid medicine. Right, uh, which in theory might solve a little bit, but I, I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how you administer that. I, I apparently they're working; it's working, and it's in the hospital. It's, it's, yeah, it, and, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it to well that, to say that if it's a great thing or a bad thing. I don't right. think it'll that's, hurt anything. That, I mean, that's kind of what um, Holcomb. I I totally forget what Inspect stands for. It's uh, some sort of an acronym. I'm sure that the first letter is Indiana. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably Indiana narcotic something whatever. It's, yeah. it's an acronym, you know, acronyms. But um, it can be anything you want. He uh, he uh, he basically did uh, did point out the successes, but he wants that to uh, to increase. So we want uh, we want less opioids, prescription opioids, getting into the hands of people who abuse them, and they're going to report that to the state. And it's just like you said. I don't know what they do to monitor that. Like, do the do the state police. Can they see that, uh, like, monitor the people that are having it versus who's getting thrown in jail, who are they administering Narcan to, you know, things of that, things of that nature, I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this, this goes down the slippery slope, and a lot of legislators don't want to talk about it yet, but you have doctors that prescribe something legally to somebody, you put them on it for six months, they get addicted to it, you take away their prescription, then they go look for something else, and then you end up on heroin. Right. Instead of treating it with medical marijuana or or a different path, they people get you know Chase, you get you hurt your back or you have a surgery of some sort, you get put on a medicine, and then all of a sudden the therapy changes. Give me that weed, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and you end up uh, you know we we've created this mess and it, nobody's above it. Yeah, it's it's starting to spiral out of control, and uh, all the evidence points to. Um, Whenever medical cannabis has been legalized in other states, you know those numbers drop way down. When you and think to about me, the saving, stigma, you know, saving someone's lives is more important to me than if someone's going to get the munchies and drive slow on the interstate. So many people have been hooked on these painkillers, whether it was Brett Favre, an NFL yeah. quarterback, or um, you know Rush Limbaugh wound up on them and wound up in, in you know it's dealing with issues do. as well. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, you hear about it all the time. You know, I. I mean, I just have heard so many stories where it's just, you know, just regular people, right? right. And yeah. they'll, they'll go in, they've got a bad back, and then all of a sudden they're hooked on their hooked on painkillers, and then they end up doing heroin or something. Wife leaves them, kids go on. And it's just such a slippery slope, and it can happen to anybody, and it's just horrible. So we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that bill as it comes through, and see if anything comes through on Senate Bill Two Twenty One. Uh, the next one that we uh, that Dakota's identified for us, or that the Republicans did in their uh, their list of the agenda, is an, a workforce development bill, Senate Bill Fifty, yeah. if, and it's supposed to deal three, with on job training. These first three are pretty heavy. Uh, whenever you look at, they pretty heavily deal with um, last year's State of the State address, in which uh, Governor Holcomb uh, 
put out his five pillars of success for Indiana. Um, these first three are are the big three that he had last year, and I think that um, by putting these first three in there, it was kind of a way to uh, to say, look, we're actually trying. Like we we want to get this done, right? But uh, this improved workforce development, the Senate Bill Fifty also kind of goes along with uh, their third point, which is uh, supporting our schools. So um, the, you, this the Senate is Bill like, 50 is going to add a requirement that schools offer commute, computer science courses. Correct. So uh, How are we going to do that without broadband to every school, Dakota? Right. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, that, that was the, that's part of this bill. It, oh, is this, it, is this a yeah, good broadband? This is, this is including Wi-Fi. So this uh, is ensuring that every school has access to high-speed internet. Um, so they're gonna they're going to have to have high speed internet, and they're also going to have to offer computer science, and they're also going to offer uh, some similar to vocational programs. So every student in the state of Indiana should, according to uh, if this end up if this ends up passing, have access to computer science classes because. Um, if you don't know, the state of Indiana is focusing really hard on trying to get uh, technical jobs and IT jobs within the state because that's we have le- Salesforce and a number of other leading tech companies that right. are located in Indianapolis. Yeah, so it's a we're the Silicon a, Valley of the Ohio River Valley. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, which was also something that the governor addressed in his speech, um, was talking about the amount of uh, of tech jobs that are coming available in the state, and I think that this is kind of reinforcing that. We want to be able to attract those employers by having a trained workforce. And uh, being able to do that before kids get out of college, I think is actually, or get into college, I think is actually a really good thing. Because I, I mean, I myself went through a vocational program. That's where I decided what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, that was before I went to college and wasted all that money and still didn't know what I wanted to do. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> and then the, uh, the 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 third of the trifecta here is a is a school bill, Senate Bill one eighty nine, to deal with school funding and try right. to increase graduation rates. Is it, are they just throwing more money at the problem? Um, essentially, uh, they're gonna they're gonna th- throw uh, money into some lower funded schools. So it's not it's not necessarily all schools, but uh, if you don't know, our governor is uh, on the uh, on the oh the JAG committee. The Jobs for American Graduates. So basically, he's the uh, Holcomb is the chair of JAG, and uh, this kind of deals with that a little bit. So JAG, what they do is they they work really closely with and they help out um, more of like inner city youth, people who are um, at high risk of dropping out of high school, not obtaining their not obtaining their high school diploma, and making sure that they actually see it through. Is this like a, a national organization or just an Indiana organization? Uh, this is a this is a national organization. It, JAG is Jobs for American Graduates. Okay, so so uh, he's leading the nation in this. Uh, I, I mean, he didn't specifically say that, but if it's a national organization, he right. said that he's, he's the, the chair. chair. Okay, so I don't know if he's just an Indiana chair, if he's a national chair. Um, he didn't really s- specify. It's like the time when Nick Sarwark visited the state of Indiana and and. Uh... Aaron Ewert asked him what county he was the chair of, and he said, no, I'm the chair chair, like the chair of the nation. I'm the Libertarian Party of America's chair. Did Aaron really do that? Yeah. Yeah, we went, we went to dinner, and Aaron's, you know, Aaron's the chairman of, Mar- of uh, Morgan County, and he's like, hey, how you doing, man? Oh, yeah, I'm Nick. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm the chair. Oh, I'm the chair, too, of Morgan County. What would it be? The nation. <laughs> I'm the king. Yes. Uh, you can uh, look at Nick, no, Nick Sarwark. He's I'm running for uh, you can kiss Mayor my Phoenix. Ring. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> 
Oh, he was fun. He was fun. So and Aaron, uh, I've know. never I've never met Nick. I met uh, Arvin Vora. Yeah, well, who I hate. You can keep him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was fine at the state convention. He did a good job speaking. I talked to him. He was a nice guy. But man, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a pain. All right, so uh, two more bills in the uh, GOP agenda that we're trying to look at here: the uh, the civil asset forfeiture law, Senate Bill ninety nine. Uh, this has been a Big issue for libertarians for a long time, talking about how you know your things can be impounded just because something you get arrested and you don't have any right to trial and things can just disappear. And we know right. that it's used for impounding. You know, in theory, it's supposed to work. If somebody breaks a drug law, they can take your car and they could sell it and pay for a police department. Or if they find cash that was, you know, drug money, they can take it and it can help pay for pay for the pace team that patrols I seventy. Uh, but there's been a and balance issue. This this bill. Is partially because they have uh, there have been multiple multiple police departments across the state, including ours with the pace team, our sheriff's department. They had some um, issues keeping track of the funds. Yeah, they of uh, having funds that are unaccounted for, funds that are going to the wrong places. You know, and this isn't this is a state bill that affects our uh, our backyard policemen, our police officers, right? And uh, uh, I think it's important to point, to point out that Senate Bill 99, this reform of civil forfeiture laws, does not get rid of civil asset forfeiture. So what? It's in, like a housekeeping bill. It's not truly right. So in in their general description, like of of what they put on all these on all these bills, is a general description. So they said that they want a better balance of law enforcement needs and of constitutional rights. So I don't know how you can how you can put law enforcement needs and constitutional rights in the same sentence, especially whenever you're talking about stealing someone's property, because my property should always supersede the needs of a government agency. I mean, that's just how it is. It's my property. You work for me, so you don't get to steal my crap. I mean, that's... Yeah, the Fourth Amendment, and the way we look at it, it's pretty strong. (laughs) You're secure. I mean, that's the Constitution, so, I mean, take that how you want to, but... Uh, I know Rex Bell said that this bill was going to be dead in the water as as soon as it got introduced onto the floor. He doesn't think that it stands a chance. Really? Yeah. But it, but the GOP announced it as one of their... Yeah, um, this is one of their five their pillars pro- for their agenda. At least on the Senate side. We'll have to see right, what happens. Is, we have a... We have a how a bill becomes a law, Chase. I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, thank you. Donna <laughs> I'm a little on lost the, on the right West now. Wing. So we have a Senate and a House in I'm Indiana. Yes. Some some states like Nebraska have one chamber. So in Indiana, we have to go through. You have to get by the 50 senators, and then they switch halfway through the session. They'll switch, and it'll go through. So we had Senator Kreider on, then we had uh, Representative Wright on. Yes. They're in different chambers. Okay. So something spends half the time with in Senator Kreider's side, and half the time in, in uh, Representative Wright's side. And they both have to agree to it. And if those sides both agree, then it goes to the governor's desk for signature or veto. So that's how a bill becomes a law in Indiana. A lot like the way the U.S. government works. But every state's not the same way. So that's the way we're set up. So if it gets through the Senate, this is their idea. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to pass through the House side. Uh, so this is the you know right. basically one one yeah. side of the governing body. This is their and agenda. And there are so many committees that things have to go through, and they get reformed and rewritten so many times. You have to go through three readings on each side, and and you have to go come out of a committee. Committee chairs will hear testimony. Your bill's not necessarily even if you get out of the Senate, it might not even get assigned to a committee on the mm-hmm. House side. It might just die. There's a lot of ways to kill a bill. There's a committee where bills go to die. Yeah, I heard just, that in the speech. Yeah. where you sent me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so we'll see. We're going to watch that one. I'm optimistic. At least it's an issue that we're hearing people talking about. Uh, and I never would have dreamt that civil asset forfeiture three or four yeah. years ago would be something that would even be getting addressed. So it, maybe it's not perfect, I never but, man, I'm happy so this year. It's, it's directional. I mean, that was the big thing that we talked about um, at our area uh, libertarian convention. With Sean Rao. Yeah, he spoke about it. Liberty Defender Sean Rao, one of our <laughs> highest listened to episodes of Boss Hog of Liberty. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can go back in the feed and listen to the episode with Sean, and you can go back and listen to his presentation that he right. gave to the Libertarian Party of Henry and County. It's all about civil asset. That's exactly right. So there's a lot more on that topic there if you scroll way back down the feed. Probably like episode six or seven in yeah, that time it frame. Is, it was uh, early. I mean, and Sean Way had before a, we were polished sh- broadcasters yeah. as we are now, Chase. Sean before you had were a, famous. Yeah. Local, local celebrities. celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Sean had a lot to say about it, and he did a really good job. Um, Sean is just a really smart guy. Yeah. I, I think could, he's an attorney. Yeah. I mean, I could just sit and talk to him for hours because I just – I think that he just makes a lot of sense. Much agreed. All right. So the uh, the last issue that we talked about on, or that was on the GOP agenda. Number one. So number one. When they it assign something, when they assign something a low number like that, it legitimately means it's their top priority bill. Yep. Like the highway bill was one zero zero one last time. So what's that say about fighting the drug epidemic? Or one zero zero two. Number two twenty one. It so means it, was like it means get in the line. That's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it it was number one. It was number one. That that is because um that actually came as a recommendation at, from the Alcohol Code Revision Commission. So, like, this isn't this is something that's been looked at in the past um, by the legislature, not just this uh, not just this one session. And then uh, there was all that there's all that talk. Us libertarians across the state, Rex Bell did a great job of it during his 2016 campaign. But we have been fighting really hard during 2017 to try to make this happen. Uh, we've um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but the the hashtag LPIN drink-ins that we held at Rickers, which kind of dealt with a separate issue, but it still raised awareness for it. Um, Dealing with alcohol sales, whether it's right. cold cold beer or carry-out sales or Sunday sales. Uh, Rickers was cold carry-out on a Sunday, which is like the, the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> this is half of it. <laughs> so Senate Bill 1 deals only with allowing... Right. So there has been there's been no recommendation. As a matter of fact, the uh, the commission decided to uh, not recommend for cold carryouts. The uh, so the bill as it's written right now, it got out of the committee. I think they voted. I don't remember how many guys were on there? It was unanimous. It was, I don't know if it was fifteen nothing or how many people actually have a vote. Uh, but the bill that came through, <laughs> they're going to allow Sunday sales from noon to eight o'clock. Chase. Yep. So it's it's kind of Which allowed. Is, uh, it's getting there. Which is very, I mean, that that is super common, though, across mm. the United States. But why? Why do we have yeah. to take these half measures all the time? You know how time? confusing it was when I would come back from Florida and I couldn't buy alcohol on a Sunday <laughs> and it wasn't cold in gas stations? I mean, it, I didn't know what was going on. Because you, <laughs> as an adult, you've always been, uh, as a beer drinking person, you've always been in Florida and that's what you're used to Basically. Now. Yeah. No, Chase doesn't drink beer. He doesn't drink alcohol. No. Let's get that straight right now. No. That's apple juice. I've never seen I love beer. apples. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, this is a this is a big issue. I'm really excited to see this happening. It's uh, I'm really excited that it's moving forward. It's another another win. Whether or not libertarians win elections, I think it's big for our issues, right? And our platform, and both the civil asset forfeiture, forfeiture and the alcohol sales are uh, are policies that we, our candidates have talked about and talked about and talked about, and the public is on the side of these issues. It's 
it's taken yep. decades for the for the government to yeah. finally catch up to them. Uh, we've talked about it so many times on this show that even if your candidate doesn't get elected, if you vote a third party, then don't think that it was all for nothing. It's just like I talked about about the Zach Lee race with uh, uh, Mr. Representative Tom Saunders for District 54. Um, Zach Lee got 27% in That's that right. race. So that sends a huge message to Mr. Saunders yeah. in the state house saying, you know what, these my constituents obviously are, are fired up enough about these issues to vote for a third party candidate. I need to start listening. And I so that's one of the things that's always been kind of my soapbox to harp on is you know, you're not wasting a vote even if your candidate didn't get elected. And I think that these very last two Two out of five of the bullet points for this the Senate GOP's new agenda are issues that are directly related to what we've been talking about. Someday they'll let them sell cars on Sundays, too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't agree with that. We what? shouldn't be allowed to sell <laughs> Yeah, car. yeah. We need a day off. That's ridiculous. Well, if you don't want to have your dealership open on that Sunday, then the don't Lord's open it on day, Sunday. Jeremiah. <laughs> Keep it Lord's holy. Did, you had that. So you, we we, uh, we we pulled a little bit yeah, of text. Yeah, actually, it was Mark Schlauterbeck. He was my youth pastor growing up. We had we pulled a little bit of text out of a Fox 59 article uh, yeah. that Dakota shared, and it was shared by an, a bunch of people. It got a lot of traction yesterday. But there's a there's a coalition against underage drinking who has to weigh in because they you know they raise money on these things and they exist, yeah, so they have to turn this into something. Group. Yeah. They're a lobbying group, and they uh, they said, "Well, okay, if you're going to allow this, then damn it, we need to institute rules." So they're already out there. You know, they've gotten through the first reading. Mm-hmm. It's not law yet, so they want to force the teller at the liquor store to go through more training to be able to spot a, a fake ID. McLovin. They, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's Hawaii. It's fine. It says McLovin. Oh, of course, chicka chicka. Yeah, yeah. So then the uh, <laughs> you have to watch Super Bad if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, but. No kids. Or, I probably don't watch Superbad. It's really not that good. It is a, movie. a phenomenal it's a movie. Really you good take movie. that back. It's a classic. <laughs> it is a Seth Rogen, Bill Hader. It's an amazing movie. You take that back right uh, now. Probably not going to. <sighs> <laughs> Chase and I are going to go watch Superbad after this is over. He didn't watch Star Wars with us, so. I know. Might as well. Chase and I have movie night in the NFL. Dakota, we're cutting you out. That's all right. Uh, before Dakota ruined it with the. Uh, I have that. a wife now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she might watch Super Bad with us. She might. I don't know. I There's don't know nothing what, like what Michael Sarah singing these eyes I, in front of in front of a bunch of guys smoking her. Okay, I, so I do like Michael Sarah in that movie. Yeah, and Jonah Hill. I don't think I've ever seen a movie or a TV show with Michael Sarah that hasn't been great. Arrested he's, Development. Uh, he's just so awkward. Juno is bad. <laughs> I don't like Juno. No, I like Juno. No, you're. Drunk. I didn't like Juno. Really? <sighs> Bradley Spicer's not a fan of Super Bad either. That probably had something to do with it. I should probably rewatch it. So okay, the other side of this uh, that that this uh, this group was trying to cram in is they're trying to add a tax. They yes. just want to randomly add a tax to alcohol because <laughs> they, they can. They want to tax the already legal people because apparently, if you charge more money for something, that's gonna. I'm not gonna buy alcohol for my sister. Whenever she asks me, she's like, "Hey, can you buy me a beer?" And she asked me that right now. Okay, yeah, sure. But uh, in uh, in eight months, whenever there's a thirty cent tax on it, oh no, I'm not buying you a beer. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> You're going to have to come up with more money. Yeah. The, the entire Superbad movie Can is you about youth buying now? alcohol, That's by the true. way. I mean, this is, <laughs> the, the movie is entirely based upon this. So yes. Hollywood though. should be ashamed so of itself. How dare they? I mean, I say that we just go full bore, allow all alcohol 
any day of the week, all the time. To anybody over 18. To give it to anybody over the age no of three. No taxes. Over the age of three. <laughs> I say your four-year-old ought to be able to drink some whiskey to help soothe its, uh, its toothaches. And to put her to sleep. All Dakota's saying is it should be the parent's choice. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> have some personal responsibility and don't make the government make these rules for you. Uh, Senator Frank Mervan, this is not a, one of the Republican ones, but I read this morning that Senator Mervan uh, and another, uh, I think, a, a co-sponsor on the House side, uh, introduced one to change the age of consent from 16 to, to 18 in Indiana as well. Really? Yeah. Thank God you're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if you're 22 right now, you can legally, you know, 16 is okay. Um, but uh, right. not if they get their way. Okay. So... We kind of spiraled into this subject, but I kind of have to bring it up because it's one of my favorite Dave Chappelle skits, and it's back whenever, um, oh crap, who's the uh, who's the famous guy that got caught peeing on a 15-year-old girl? Oh, man. You know it's who right I'm talking about? My, yeah. I don't have, an, I have no idea. Was it the rapper? Yeah. He's a rapper. Oh, man. He got caught. Um, he was, Nelly for 100, Alex. No, it wasn't Nelly. Started with an F, I think. But no. Anyway, he was caught peeing on R. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Donnie Morrell says R. Kelly. No, it was R. It was R. Kelly. Donnie is right. Um, so R. Kelly was caught. Peeing it's not on bad a, for a grandpa. No, he was caught peeing on a fifteen-year-old girl. <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle kind of made it into one of his comedy acts, and he's like, one of the things that we need to make up our minds with as Americans <laughs> is how old is fifteen really? <laughs> and he said, because whenever I was a kid, he was like. Uh, this is Dave Chappelle talking, not Dakota Davis. And he said, uh, <laughs> he was like, whenever I was 15 years old, I was hanging out with my friends. I was trying to pick up chicks and I was smoking weed while my friend was dealing crack. And he said, <laughs> as a 15 year old, you know whether or not you want someone to pee on your face. <laughs> <laughs> You're able to make that conscious decision. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I I feel like uh, especially if our sex education would ever catch up to the rest of the world, then a, a 16 year old would be able to make a decision of whether or not they should or should not have sex. Seems like a no brainer. I think that uh, really a state senator should make that decision for them. Oh, too. you think so? Parents, parents <laughs> you know can't. Maybe parents, you're and right. parents and the individuals can't make that decision. We need a we need yeah. a senator in Indianapolis to to make that for them. I think you're right. For the entire state. So, <laughs> Donnie Morrill says that we went off the tracks. <laughs> we are talking about what is in the General Assembly right now. We haven't okay, even yeah. talked about the While Colts bill. While we're off bill. the tracks, what are those? Those, those cans Those up are there. Beats up there. Those are Beats, beats by Dre? Yeah. yeah beats beats I like it. Cans of Beats with a B. If you look at most every picture in front of our, uh, where our or the background of that's almost every of the, picture we've taken. That's one of the things that burns Jeremiah's butt. I, I'm not a big fan a, of those. There's a picture. I think they look ridiculous. I really like I've never noticed them before. They're low quality. They're inferior. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> they work. They really do My work. My God, we are so far off track. Yeah. Thank God that we have already gone to the next topic of the state of the state. Yeah. So the governor gave his speech on Tuesday, Governor Holcomb, who I honestly, 85% of what the governor says, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. I thought it was a good speech. I told uh, Clay today that I like him about 80% of the time. So yeah, I think we're 80 on the to 85%. Page. I'm there. I, uh, of course, he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to enforce a lot of things with guys with guns and put cops in harm's way, but... You know, uh, we can agree that's, to disagree. that's pretty much a norm. That's the government. That's pretty much all of them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he uh, he, he highlights of his speech. He, about a half an hour speech. I listened to it. If you guys are not subscribed to Abdul Hakim Shabazz, 
Uh, look it up on SoundCloud, IndiePolitics.org. He has great, great pieces of content. So uh, I have a funny story about the state of the state. Yeah, well, anyway, so you look at Abdul, and he has these, you know, he'll have legislators outside of a committee. He's got the whole uncut version of the state of the state. Uh, so anyway, Dakota, go ahead. So I was uh, I was looking for the state of the state address on C-SPAN. That's where I was going to watch it. That's where I, I watched it last year uh, live on television as he gave this. The state of the state. Yeah, the state of the state address on Man. C-SPAN. Yeah. And uh, so I was looking. I don't even do that. <laughs> I was, Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stayed up and I watched every single one of the gubernatorial debates uh, with Rex Bell in it last year. Um, I, if we were better friends, I would have bit invited you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you would have. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe. I could All right. Hey, when you run for governor in four years, I'll be, I'll be your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be your campaign manager. I'll waste my vote on you. I've already lost one election. <laughs> so I I watched it on C-SPAN last year. I figured I'm just going to go to the website, and that's where I'll type it in this year. I'll be able to find it. And uh, looked it up. Came up. Eric Holcomb gives State of the State address. Click on it. Started watching it. I get about 15 minutes of the way through, and I'm thinking, my God, this dude is just using the exact same talking points as last year. <laughs> you, watched, <laughs> you watched the replay. I did. I got, <laughs> I got 15 to 20 minutes through, and then they finally like showed a little time bar, like time stamp at the top, and it was like uh, January 17th, 2017. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe that I just did that. You watched the wrong darn one. Yeah, it was hilarious. So then I went to the Indie Stars website, and I tried to watch it on there. They said they had the full transcript, and they also said that they had the video of it. As I started playing it, uh, our regular viewers of this show will know uh, what it sounds like whenever our iRig is acting up in the phone. You can just hear a bunch of crackling and popping. can't really hear much anything else. And that's exactly what the sound was for the entire State of the State address on the Indie Stars website. So I just ended up reading through the entire transcript. You know, we have the common decency to stop what we're doing and reset it. They should yeah. have gotten, Somebody should have gone up, said, somebody, Mr. Governor, you need to stop. We have to reset our iRig. We're going to start over. Basically, we're better than the Indy Star. We are more yes. professional than the Indy Star. That's what I thought. We're not owned by Gannett. That's why. We're better. <laughs> we're better than there. So, okay, the governor said Indiana's got a AAA credit rating, which has literally been the case since 2004, yeah. since Mitch Daniels took over. Uh, they've got $2 billion in the bank. But uh, we need to keep raising taxes. Like, uh, yeah, they do need to keep raising taxes, apparently. They, uh, yeah. We we, we have can, so much money. Like, we have an abundance of money in the state, but we need more. Yeah. Therefore, you have to pay us more. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, it's all a matter of how much how much they want to tax us. We want to start at right. zero. Let's start the negotiation at zero, and, and somehow they end up with $2 billion extra. Uh, Indiana's ranked best in the Midwest and the top five state in the nation for doing business. This is the standard pitch. But it is true. Indiana... Legitimately, even the Democrats that are in the House are like, "Yep, we're uh, we're we're pretty good at this. Yep. Uh, we're number two in the nation for the cost of doing business, and number two in the nation for the lowest cost of living." Um, you know, it, it is weird though. Like, you go to Chicago, and those businesses are thriving yeah. in in an absolute liberal abyss. We were up there, and we saw the uh, you know they have this stupid uh, talking about taxes. They've got this stupid tax. I took a picture and posted, and I think it probably got shared fifteen times yeah, last yeah. weekend. We actually you, had to pay for our bag at Gus's if, world famous. If you get a bag, any sort of carryout bag, that. it's seven cents. Yep, we had it a, doesn't go to the store; it goes to the government. Yeah, just trying to they keep want bags to, out of the world. They want you to bring your own own yeah. bag. Basically. Right. It, it's about a. It's environmental is the reasoning. I can see it if it went to the store. 
I yeah, could well, see. yeah. If a store wants to have the policy and say, "Hey, if you want a bag, we're going to charge you a dime, like Aldi does, or a nickel," that's right. fine. You're cutting costs out, but you're not doing that. You're you're not incentivizing the store. And at least, look, we talked last week with Senator Kreider, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with special treatment and, and the way that they're trying to deal with their the 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 farm fields and and corn corn crops or whatever mm-hmm. and invisibility. I understand that th- what they're trying to do, but at least they're trying to incentivize instead of penalize. Yep. What they did in Chicago is they just say, screw you, customer, and screw you, business owner. If you give them a bag, we're going to charge you seven cents. You want to at least give the store. If you're going to do something, encourage your stores to charge extra money for it. I'd like plastic, please. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, Honestly, like Sarah and I were leaving Sunday morning. We went to Macy's, this eight-story tall Macy's in downtown Mm -hmm. Chicago on Michigan Avenue, the Magic Mile, or Magnificent Mile. Magic Mile is Dover, Delaware, racetrack. Correct. <laughs> Mark Martin is the king at, at Dover. Anyway, or he was before uh, before retirement. We're eight floors up in this store, right? Yeah. Giant store. We buy it. We buy a set of twin sheets. We want to save our seven cents, so we don't say yes to the bag. Now we have to walk through Did an entire department store. Did you have to drive up to store. Chicago to buy twin sheets? But they were ex- an excellent deal. <laughs> we, were killing, we were killing time. We wanted to see the store, and you know it's a big place. It's a cool place to go. And like, hey, those are actually on sale. We can use those. We'll bring them, buy them, and whatever. So, but we're on the eighth floor of the store, so you got to you pay at you know in your department. It's a yeah. department store, like a J.C. Penney or it's a Macy's. So you pay there, and you walk across the store to the elevator down, and we walk the entire length of the store to get out. I'm thinking their loss prevention people have got to hate this, yeah, because we've paid and they can't see it. Like I've got, she's got a receipt. This yeah. is the stupidest thing ever. It looks like you're stealing. Is that's like the little check. It, it's in the store's incentive to give you a bag to put it in so that they know, yep, you paid. No one tackled you? No, no, I was really surprised. <laughs> I look pretty intimidating, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, the guys, uh, I, I, it's got to really screw over the stores to yeah, the point yeah. where I'd be like, hey, the hell with it. We're going to give everybody a bag, and we're just going to pay the seven cents and build it into our cost. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would just give it to everybody. I would and, then the, so. and then the state would and probably just never... come back, or the city would come back and just sue you. Well, and then whenever or, or people started you. complaining about the minimum wage, you could say, listen, we already got to pay for all these bags. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just added business costs, and I I don't agree with it. I do, however, agree. I I agree with all of what Mike Kreider said about the uh, about making the cornfield safer. To an extent. I, I agree with that. To an extent. But I, it, administering it is going to be – it's going to be a big burden on the counties, mm-hmm. on, on the on the assessors to deal with it. Right. And it's, it's just it, – I just every, think the way every that time he's going add, about it is a good idea. I think that, I think that how uh, I like the theory, but I guess I have to be convinced of it because I think it, there's always a law of unintended consequences. And when you start right. legislating like that, first of all, I disagree with property tax being you know in existence at all. So we'll start there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but the more carve outs you do and complications you create, the just the more difficult it gets. And I, yeah, but I've always freaking like I've always felt so unsafe. Driving on the on the roads around here, that the cornfields. Yeah, it's true. So June, you July, August, September, you've yeah. got corn that's you know seven or eight feet tall. It's it's a legitimate thing. I I understand that. Um, but people like Cade, who is here, say, "Hey, we just cut that down on our own. You don't have yeah. to have a government program to do that." But yeah. uh, you know, it, either way, it's a that's a smaller issue. It's a housekeeping thing, and I'm glad yeah. I'm glad they're trying to address yeah. it. But I'm not sure. I, I'm not completely convinced. But I. I would much rather we have policy that's set that way than the way they did in Chicago. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the difference between Indiana and Chicago. The, the big thing right here um, last year because I watched the uh, the 2017 State of the State a second time. Yes, Governor Holcomb did set a goal last year for uh, adding 30,000 new jobs to the state of Indiana. 
Um, he was happy to report that we did achieve that goal. Uh, there were 300 businesses, that new businesses come to the state of Indiana or sign contracts for future movement, and 30,000 jobs were brought to the state, and he is calling upon uh, the Economic Development uh, Corporation uh, for the state of Indiana to set a goal of 35000 for 2018. But he also, on the flip side of that, said that there were 85,000 jobs in the state of Indiana that are unfilled that employers have um, said is due to a lack of qualifications. Yeah, we have a lot of specialized. It's not Indiana in 2018 is much different than Indiana was in 1978. Right. Where you graduate from high school in, in one of the three high schools in Anderson and you go work at one of the GM factories. Exactly. Now you have to have specialized training to go work in Warsaw for a medical device manufacturer. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, the jobs are there, but it's different. Um, and that's one of the things that, and I think that's what central planners to... are trying to deal with. <laughs> well, and uh, I think that's the that's the big thing with this Senate Bill number fifty, where we talked about improving workforce development uh, with this computer science and uh, the job training programs. Is trying to get trying to get it to the point where a uh, an eighteen year old can come out of high school and say, "Look, I've been trained in this, and get a job at a factory," because. Um, through the collaboration between these private companies and the government, which, I mean, I know we don't like to say that very much. It's kind of taboo subject within libertarian spheres. But with this collaboration with the uh, the government showing the, the business owners, these factory owners, like, this is what we're going to be training these students in. And they'll say, yeah, if you train them on this, then absolutely we'll take them without a college degree. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a step in the right direction, absolutely. I think that anything that we can do to eliminate costs for citizens and get people into better jobs if is we're gonna, a step in the right direction. If we're going to be forced to pay for a public education, then it ought to be it ought to be to the point where you can actually get a job when you get and out. There's a ton of those jobs popping up, mm-hmm. too. Certainly. So. Unemployment is at 3%, 3.5%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are doing very well as a, as a state. When If you need a job, you're going to get a job. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah, we're doing great. Um. Uh, all right, so Let's skip uh, over that, that jag. Thing yeah, we, we talked about the jag. So the uh, the governor reported that uh, there's 28 percent increase in tech jobs since 2015. Yeah, the tallest building in Indianapolis too. is the uh, is the the old Chase Tower. That's now the the Salesforce the Salesforce Tower, Tower which is a big big uh, tech so company out of San Francisco. He, he is trying to get us to offer a sales tax exempt status for all software developers. Um, the thing I put on here. He says that he wants it to make us more competitive as a state, right? He wants the state to be more competitive. Um, but he also said that 29 other states have already done this, and he thinks that we should follow their lead, follow their example. So I it, put on the show notes, is that ironic? Because 29 <laughs> states have also have medical marijuana. That's pretty medical fast. Marijuana. That's pretty fast for Indiana, though. <laughs> so in Indiana, we have a sales tax on goods. We don't have one on services. So basically right. what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, Software as a service, and we won't tax it. Yeah, uh, which is competitively good. Uh, we also used to have a competitive advantage where we didn't charge sales tax on internet transactions, and now we do. Um, so yeah. we're trying to have it both ways. Uh, a couple more things uh, in my industry: the uh, road construction I sixty nine section five will open in August. A couple of years late, but uh, damn it, it's almost finally done. So you will actually be able to drive from Indianapolis all the way on four lane roads to Evansville, Indiana. Yay! Few stoplights there uh, in what will be section six of I sixty nine between uh, Martinsville and Indianapolis, but darn it, and, that's uh, a whole lot better and, than it was. And this point, um, 
I would like to point out a difference between last year and this year's speech whenever we're talking about road funding. Last year in his speech, he was talking about uh, the lack of road funds, right? That was his big point. He wasn't talking about, like, the goals that we had set, the things that we want to do. He never talked about any of that in the speech last year. But this year, during his uh, during his State of the State address, Governor Holcomb um, said that we have all these goals set. They're already paid for. We know why they're, he's making that point is because of the gas tax. That's correct. The additional gas tax for the state of Indiana. The gas tax and user fees that were passed right. uh, in the 2017 General and, Assembly. And last year he said that there, he, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, uh, you know, there are a multitude of different ways that we could fund these. We could go toll roads or taxes. And it's obviously we went taxes. But as Mike Kreider said last week, we're looking at toll roads too. Yeah. So it's yeah. not much of an or there. Uh, it's being studied. We'll see, but if uh, I, I all will of these say, miles of pavement and all these bridges are paid for <coughs> for the next five years, uh, I don't understand. And we have two billion dollars in our savings account with a AAA credit rating. I don't understand why we would need a toll road. Uh, well, you could spend the two billion dollars that you have, but if as soon as you have an economic downturn, that's what they do need to have some of that money to uh, to be able to pay the bills. If oh yeah, if I you mean, don't I have, understand you know, that. If you can't you can't but run an absolute empty paycheck because they did that two thousand two. Um, but I seventy I sixty five need to be three lane highways in the state. I agree with that, that. I mean, that absolutely has to happen just for safety. He did bring at some that point. Up. It, 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 yeah, coast to coast in the state of Indiana, sixty nine and seventy need to be three lanes. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's way too much truck traffic, and uh, it just it's it's got to happen at some point. And I hope they do uh, find a way, whether that's tolling or prioritization or what it's going to be. But they, there, they, it's got to happen. It there is be, nothing be, worse than being on seventy, and a semi truck starts to pass another semi truck going exactly. Point seven three miles per hour. Yeah, you got one doing sixty three and one yeah. doing sixty three. Especially and a half. when there's like two in front of them too. That's uh, just it's so much worse. It's dangerous. It, it backs up all the traffic, and uh, you, you need two truck travel lanes and then a, a passenger lane. Absolutely. So we need to have. And it, it, you know, you drive through Ohio. I seventy's got it all the way across the state. You drive through. You, you know, you drive, we, we took the road trip to Tennessee. I sixty five is a six lane highway, three northbound, three southbound through the entire state, and we never had any traffic. It was wonderful. It flows nicely. Tennessee's the same way. Um, so, yeah, at some point, Indiana's got to gotta make it happen. We're the crossroads of America, and our roads have to act like it. Um, and we can talk about how you're going to pay for it. Somebody's got to pay for it. And it can, I'm fine if it's user fees. Uh, opioid epidemic, we talked about that a little bit, but uh, they are going from 18 to 27 uh, treatment centers. The governor mentioned that. And then he talked uh, a little bit about the Healthy Indiana plan. There's uh, almost a half million people, 400,000 Hoosiers on Healthy Indiana I think it's about seven million people, six or seven million people live in the state. So four hundred thousand yeah. of them are on the, on the government. That's uh, really government not insurance. that much, though. I mean, whenever you think about it. Yeah. Well. Okay. Let's do a poll around the room here. I'm on my employer's health care. Are you on your employer's health care? Correct. Chase, do you have health care? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. Employers. There you go. I pay, See? For, <laughs> pay for it myself. So all, I'm yeah. an adult. Look at that. Sort of. High five. Woo-hoo! All right. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Is so, so we all have that plan, but you've got. 400,000 people that are on the mm-hmm. on the government plan. Yep. But he said that he wants to uh, address that and get less people off of there, and he also wants to uh, try to help those people find better jobs. Uh, he never really specified in his speech how he was going to do that or what his plan was, but... Just set the goal. 
Yep. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the State of the State. We're uh, about at that time, believe it or not. For not having a guest, man, we had a lot to say tonight. We did. Uh, we really packed it in. We did. We did all right. Chase, uh, you got any final thoughts for us? Yes. Uh, vote Oprah for president 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's about it. That's Thanks it. for having me on again. Of course. You are a co-host, man. Yeah. You, huh? Yeah. This is not This is not like a... Do uh, you have any like advice on what to do when you get stopped at Walmart and people recognize you and like, does it take a toll on your family or no, I've been, I've only been stopped at rural King one time. <laughs> it happens a lot. Um, you just have to, you have to treat people the way you, when you got starstruck back in the day, you have to treat them that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, let, them you. Know, let them know that <laughs> you're a regular person. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You are a little bit of a local celebrity now, but you know, it, they'll eventually, as long as your family still treats you the same way, Behave like a behave like a mature They're person in me public. Up for money. Uh, I'm like, I don't do that. You I don't even say... get paid. <laughs> I don't get paid for this. None of us get paid. <laughs> Nobody. None does. of us get paid. So, oh, the Chase, of thank you heart. for following us, oh, man, or thanks. being here. How do we follow you on Twitter? Are you on the tweet box? I haven't got on there yet. I'm gonna start one soon. Really, just don't follow me. I don't post anything on Facebook. I don't really do anything on Snapchat. I'll just <laughs> lurk, lurk on your profiles. That's about it. Chase is a lurker. I am, but a lurker and a lurker. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Chase wore his plaid shirt today. I wore my plaid shirt. Dakota wore the uh, three-quarter zip. What? A weirdo. Or the one-quarter zip. Is it uh, one-quarter or three-quarter? I never know. That's a one-quarter. A one-quarter yeah. Adidas. This is like my favorite long-sleeve shirt. Yeah. What do you have against it, here? Nothing. I'm just saying. You, we have we have a uniform around here. I think you look very pretty. Thanks, Chase. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Dakota, you got any final thoughts for us? Uh, so final thoughts I have are still, we are still going on. In Newcastle, about the Henry County Doughboy statue. It's the Doughboy issue of 2018 that has been carried over from 2017. That was talked about in the first quarter of 2017. There was a a prohibition party. And there's there's something called an inanimate object party. (laughs) I think Henry County is going to have the first regional party that's the Doughboy party. We have the pro... Pro-move the, the statue pro. and the anti-move the statue party. Oh, my gosh. The 2016 election was about the wind, and 2018 may, in fact, be about the Doughboy monument. For the people yeah. who, who support not moving the Doughboy, if you want to give me a shirt, I will wear it next time I'm on this podcast. I'll I'll rep it for you guys. <laughs> they, uh, they had bracelets at the last uh, uh, Memorial Park Board meeting that said, uh, Save Our Doughboy 2017. I mean, I think they should move it, Should've but I just a want a shirt. <laughs> you, you think they should move it? Oh, I don't well, know. I think that by the rules of uh, by the rules set forth by the uh, anti movement committee, I don't think that we can be friends anymore. I still don't know where it was originally at. <laughs> I have talked to three people who thought that the Doughboy statue was, in fact, the Civil War monument that sits on the Newcastle courthouse lawn. That is not the case. There's just so much that I could go into with this issue. I just wanted to bring it up again because I think it's hilarious. Maybe we, maybe we should take a poll. <laughs> yeah, we should take a poll. <laughs> I'm also, uh, dear citizens of Henry County, I am fighting diligently for your right to post gifts and memes in the Citizens of Henry County Facebook group. Um, support me in that cause. I I need it. You are on the on the verge of getting banned. I I'm I think you, I'm close. You might get thrown out, and yeah. then I don't know what you're going to do for entertainment. I don't either. I'm going to have to talk to Chad. <laughs> is that a new button? Yeah, this is. Yeah. So this is the uh, the boss button. This is uh, this like is it. my grandfather had a, a collection 
of uh, of buttons, and my father gave this to me for Christmas. And it's the uh, it's the boss is here. It was a soda back in the day, uh, thirty two ounces for only sixty nine cents, which is ironically funny. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so my my dad's like, this has got to go on your microphone. So uh, yeah, we got the boss button on here for the yeah. Boss Hogger Liberty podcast. I made a mount for it. Too, you though. did. You made you fashioned a mount for me out of uh, out of a paperclip. It works very and, nicely. Uh, you yeah. can take it off and on whenever you want to. It's uh, we're big time around here now. Yep. So yeah, that's the Paul Nichols Moral Boss button. Yep. Follow me at Atokatsavod on Twitter or Dakota Davis on Facebook. It's there you me go. standing in Morty's Comedy Joint. That's right. Uh, my profile picture is also me down there at Morty's Comedy Joint. And uh, we're going to be there February 10th. We are. We're going to go see uh, Burt Kreischer, the machine. He's going to yeah. be uh, Friday and Saturday that weekend. This is not paid. But, man, we love Bowers and Morty's yeah. Comedy Club. I have a lot of fun there. Like I said, that's where Sarah and yeah, I were I've been, for, been in place for the I've first time. I've been following Burt for a long time ever since i first saw that machine video yeah. and like we've seen all of his appearances on local news channels and mm-hmm. stuff where he's just like ripped his shirt off he's in front a, of the weather girl yeah, for the weather girl gosh that stuff is so funny i'm really excited to go see that show so we're gonna go to the last showing in indianapolis on uh the 10th the saturday we're gonna go to the late show and probably hang out after so if you want to meet up with the boss hog liberty crew uh, we're going to be at the uh, at that burt kreischer deal we we're real people we paid the 30 dollars general admission get your tickets now and uh, we'll uh, <laughs> wait. You're saying they didn't give us free tickets? No, no, we got to pay. We gotta, Hook you, us up. Yeah, real pay. You got to. This is the big time. It's a special event. I know. <laughs> it's a special event. I bought a boom mic for our iPhone, and I still haven't got to use it yet. Maybe the next Memorial Park Board meeting. That's uh, that's supposed to be January fifteenth. There you go. Next Monday night. All right. Couple things for me. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Henry County 4H. If you're not a member yet, sign up now. Uh, contact Purdue Extension. Uh, any of your local counties, but if you're in Henry County, 765-529-5002. Talk to Kelsey. Mention Boss Hog Liberty. She'll give you a discount. That's not true, but join anyway. <laughs> uh, but do, you do want to talk to Kelsey. She'll get you uh, She'll get you hooked up. But uh, 4-H, great pro- program for anybody third grade through the end of high school. If you got kids involved, uh, you know what it's all about. And if you don't, you should. Uh, I'm, I'm a uh, product of 4-H. Dakota's wife is a uh, product of 4-H. Nerd. Dakota skipped out on it, but whatever. It's all good. We're going to make him a leader before it's all over. <laughs> uh, my one protest is, uh, my final thought is anti-Facebook. Facebook, you've ruined us. The yes. YouTube feed does not have video because magically Facebook has decided that we can no longer download the videos. Yeah. The Facebook lives. So if you, not just our podcast, but any podcast yeah, that, does, that uses this method, trying to figure Facebook it out. has hosed us and we can't save the videos. So. All of the software and stuff that I've seen so far have just looked like it's been from really sketchy websites and I don't want to risk downloading it. Yeah. You should do but that, uh, do that on assume, Audrey's school computer. Yeah. I assume, <laughs> that, I, I assume that eventually someone's going to come out with an article on how to do it. Yeah. It, there's going to be a workaround. It's just going to... So the YouTube, we may be a, a week or two or three behind trying to figure out how to get the videos, but they're yeah. still saved. They're on Facebook. We'll get them eventually. But uh, if you, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this now, you're not watching on the YouTube. If you are, we figured it out. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you've got your friends saying, hey, I normally watch Boss Hog Liberty on the YouTube or listen to it that way, we're still on the podcast. Uh, so you can use your Podcatcher app, your iTunes account. Uh, we are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. Uh, if you listen to the uh, the We're Libertarians feed, uh, we're in there on um, on SoundCloud, obviously. And then, of course, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, we are on Indiana Talk. So there's tons of ways to consume us, whether it's on YouTube or not. And then you can always catch the live feeds on uh, on Facebook Live. 
we appreciate you listening. We, uh, we're going to be joined next week by Andy Horning, U.S. Senate candidate, Republican U.S. Senate candidate. Andy Horning will be on the show next week. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, you probably can see uh, see Dakota working the camera next Monday night for the uh, Doughboy Part 3, Henry County Memorial Park. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.